0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Desperate House Witches. I'm Dorian Wallace. I'm Raina Starr. Welcome to Saturday. Saturday, Yay. yes, not just any ordinary Saturday. It is a new month. It is llamas. Good sis. Llama, llama, llama. Anyway, <laughs> she didn't take the bait. She didn't take the bait. Okay, never mind. So What's anyway, <laughs> llama, llama, llama. Never mind. It's your uh, favorite. Uh, I've been trying to control myself. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I was just trying to encourage you. Anyway, so um, Des- 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 desperate desperate housewitches is not a GPG or even an R-rated show. So, if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk might offend you, this may not be the show for you. You guys already probably know that, but just in case. Anyway, Desperate House Witches is brought to you by the One, The Only, The Incomparable, The Incredible, The Wicked Witch herself, the Awesome Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com. That's Wicked Studios with an S dot com. <laughs> and if you need her goods shipped overseas, check out the com. They also have their own line of goods and they do all of Dorothy's international shipping. So, we were just having this conversation about hang loose and hang tight and when <laughs> is one appropriate and when is one not appropriate and are they both real things? But anyway, fuck that. I'm gonna bring on Jade Luna because okay. we have missed him terribly.
1: The hysteria astrologer
0: yeah. himself. Why don't we just like bring him on and get this hour
1: rolling? Hey Jade. How you doing?
0: Okay. Oh, wow. How are huh? you doing? Thank you for having me today
1: on this Saturday. <laughs>
0: thank you for being, yes, thank you for being had. We've
1: missed you. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being had. Well, that's hysterical. And <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is, by the way, like my 6 a.m. for me. I'm oh, one of sorry. those people that if you go look at my posts, I'm generally up until like 4 or 5 in the morning every night.
0: Yeah, I was nervous too, Ham. When you were still talking to me, I was wondering. I'm so sorry. Next time, I'll make it better. Oh, no, don't I be promise. sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. actually really
1: excited to be here.
0: <laughs> Aww, we're glad to have you. So, we missed you. So what's
1: going com- on? It's been a little chunk of time, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's been it's been more than a minute, honey. What's going yeah. on? Yeah.
1: <laughs> what's going on in my world? Oh my God, it's like it's been a it's been a really crazy time, actually it's been uh, oh, I, it, I, I mean look at the planet we're we're in right now i mean it's it's uh i've never seen anything quite like it yet at the same time it i can't believe how many amazing things have happened through it um you know i kind of yeah. downplayed a little bit because you know so many people are suffering i don't want to sit there and go oh my god things have been so amazing here because really speaking we should experience the global suffering as being probably the predominant reality. You know, it's a, so many people are going through so much stuff. It's hard to kind of, you know, be excited about things yet. Meanwhile, the truth is things have been pretty, been pretty strong over here.
0: Yeah. Yeah, You know, and it's interesting that you say that because I'm finding that when I'm talking to people, a lot of folks are hurting. That's very true, but a lot of folks are, actually going through quite the opposite and i've experienced some of that myself and i think you know we want to be sensitive to folks that are hurting but by the same token we want to give folks hope so i feel like there should be a balance uh where we can talk about you know because it may spark somebody to do something differently or think something differently which will get them you know to the next level as opposed to feeling the pressure of everything that's going on right now. So, you know, what's been going on with you? Let's 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 hear about you and and Luna 13 and what's going on.
1: Well, you know, we just as you know, we signed a new record deal which was a really uh-huh. uh, really big deal. Um yeah it apparently it would look like they were a little bit smaller than the label they were on, yet they came with all these things that we actually needed uh to get us to the next level and uh you'll be seeing all kinds of crazy stuff coming out here shortly um it's Yay. been uh, that has been really cool it that has been slightly frustrating too because we're right now getting ready to get this big push by them, which has already started, yet we can't tour and we can't do things of that right. nature. And that's why I'm like
0: yeah. it's like
1: it's mandatory that we shift into a new presidency here. It's like mandatory. You can sense that even that alone when that happens that it opens up the grounds for us to change and to go into directions where we can start going back to a new type of normalcy. But that's been you know exciting and also, you know, Asteroid astrology has been the busiest it's ever been. Um the only time that's ever rivaled being this busy is when I lived in India and I was an ashram astrologer. I worked for three different ashrams in India. And it took six months to get in to see me at that time. But I would only do three to four readings a day. Now, the <laughs> amount of readings I'm doing a day and being booked three to four months out, it's the busiest I've ever been. And, um, and you know, it's that has all sorts of pros and cons to it, you know, Uh, the office of Astero Astrology is potentially shifting here pretty soon. Um, It looks like we might be moving out of Los Angeles here pretty quick. I don't really know yet. There's a lot of things that are up in the air at the moment, but there's just tons of of change. It's like that whole reset thing that everybody was talking about, about this being a time of just like kind of pressing the reset button, couldn't have been more literal. I don't think I've ever experienced a time in my life where that has been an actual truth. And I think people started saying the reset button just subconsciously when this whole thing started. And now that we're six months into it, it has absolutely been like pressing some reset button. Yeah. I hope hope so. I hope things are resetting. (laughs) I really
0: do. Because I don't want to go through what I went through last time ever again. It was a nightmare.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's so mixed because I, I this has been forced this time around for a lot of people you know a lot of people especially watching this whole quarantine thing take place and watching so many like relationships fall apart um, I, I mm-hmm. mean in the in the span of six months I would even say a big part of my work growing was a, 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 a based upon how many people were changing their relationships around. People have been married for like 30 and 40 years coming to closure and all kinds of things like that through this these incredible astrological alignments going on that are unlike anything we have seen in our lifetime. We have not seen, when you actually use the stars in the sky, we haven't seen astrological alignments like this since the 1300s. Wow. It's powerful. Yeah. It's very powerful. Now, nerve wracking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Is it powerful in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> it's, or it's, it, it's a mixed. It's
1: absolutely okay. mixed.
0: Um
1: I believe this is a crossroads year. You know, it's so interesting this whole now you know that we're months into this, um, you know, from two thousand five to two thousand twelve, if you go online and you see pictures of me teaching seminars and things like that, those are all earth change readings. All of I mean all earth earth change seminars. And all I did for a good seven years was travel. And it's, it's too bad I didn't know you guys in 2005 because I went right through your neck of the woods giving Earth Change seminars in 2005. Oh, Yeah. Uh, wow. And was talking about 2020 to 2070 being the end of the age as we, as we know it. We're getting ready for what we call in Asterian Astrology the Age of Chimera. And we are in a very yep. pivotal position this year as we are making decisions on how we get to two thousand seventy. There is a slow route to get to two thousand seventy, which means this planet has to change entirely. We were getting ready for yeah. the first mother goddess based age in two thousand five hundred years when you use Asterian astrology and the ages we go through through it. And also I I want to reiterate Western astrology has no ability to predict the ages. It means when they're predicting the age of Aquarius <laughs> in the, the 60s, they don't have a mm-hmm. system that's able to do that. Not o- only that, they also don't have a system that's capable of predicting pandemics, and I'll even explain why here. But the zodiac in the sky, it moves one degree every 72 years. This is called the precession of the equinox. That procession, the movement of the stars in the sky, dictates the ages. It's one of the easiest things to teach someone if they know, you know, how to use real astrology. It's like that zodiac does not stay in the same place. It moves one degree every 72 years. And it was the goal of all ancient astrologers to calculate that procession of the equinox. That was the goal. So that movement creates the ages that we're in. And you can literally see it like a time clock. Like if you were sitting in front of me, I could show you a wheel of all the various ages we've had you know, in the last 4,000 years. And this is the first mother goddess-based age that we're getting ready to go into that we've had in over 2,500 years. And so hence the spiritual movements that are going on, um, I believe these are, are highly progressive and will lead us into the age that we're going into. I think mother goddess consciousness will spread all over the place in the age of chimera. Um, because right now we are in the age of Porcus, which is a male deity. The age before mm-hmm. that was the age of Hermia, a male deity. The age before that was Dioscuri, a male deity. This is mm-hmm. the first time we've had this, and this is why um, we're getting ready okay. for the first mother goddess-based age in a long time. And it'll be dominant by female power, because um, Chimera was kind of what you call a top goddess. She wasn't you know, sitting side by side with a male deity. She was a top and nice. and so that type of energy is coming, and I think we need it. Um, but, I, but this is the year where we choose how we get to 2070. Do we do it through natural disasters, weather, um, pandemics? You know, that's what we call the slow route. That's the slow route, which mm-hmm. means we'll have good years in that. We'll have bad years in it. We prevail as, humanity, as human beings and as humanity together. Uh, we go through things that we've seen in other previous ages, uh, meaning natural changes going into the new age. Then there's another course, it's called The Unnatural Way, and it's called The Fast Path, and it's called World War okay. III, and all of it is done in three months. The complete population change that would happen bet- in, se- in uh, 50 years would take place in a three month period. And so we are making the decision this year on which route we take to get to 2070, the fast route or the slow route. And it doesn't even require a lot of imagination to see how important the next presidency is because it will determine which route we take. Absolutely. So that's how horrifying is, and that's why you've seen me get involved in politics for the first time ever, Mister. You know, stay away from We're politics. Is there to show you how much anger you have. Now it's different because it's about dictating the next age. Yeah,
0: that it's, and it's been weird as hell to watch you go into it. To be honest. Well, you know, and it's so. What?
1: You know what is so amazing about it though is you get to actually see who is functioning in consciousness and who isn't. And as difficult as that is for people, I don't think there's anything as amazing at it because, as a, because we are here to you know, be ourselves and we need to know who we would actually sincerely travel with spiritually and who we wouldn't. So the people that you're realizing yeah. right now aren't really going to be traveling with you in the future. This whole process sped that up so you could see it faster. And, and we do need to travel with like-minded people uh, as a part of the mm-hmm. spiritual journey is to be around your pack. And there are a- different opinions that exist throughout this earth. And, you know, people should be on the paths that suit them the most. Yet, I can't tell you how proud I am to be a part of this one and to see how many people are on this with me and with us together. Uh, and, and it's not a surprise to me on any level at all who has made decisions of consciousness and who hasn't and and, and, it, and it really comes down to it this is a, this is about truth and ignorance it really it, it couldn't be more clear to us right now that this is about truth and ignorance here you know when you go back to the civil war when there were actually people fighting you know to keep slaves against people who wanted to liberate that whole we're dealing with that all over again right now it's truth versus ignorance I mean, when you have a person in office that literally is that level of an imbecile and has been able to somehow maneuver people to think like him, we don't need to be around people like that. (laughs) I don't. Neither do you. And I'm glad I know who they are now. Exactly.
0: It's
1: painful in some cases, but not really. I don't think I've been surprised once. And, you, you know, when you see who's chosen which route, I haven't been surprised by any of it. Um, like here you guys are. We're all on the same page. You know what that means to me right now is this is your pack. This is the people you should be traveling with. And other people that are f- thinking like this, you can now, de- you know, detect and determine and go, wow, here, here's, our, here's our group. Uh, yeah, and then you see these other people going the other way. And really when I think about it, I'm like, that makes total sense to me that they went that way. You know and, and, and it's, it's hard because I, I really believe that, you know, like this whole Trump thing, he answers to people that had a lot of racism in their family. They're comfortable in that. Mm-hmm. You know people that had a grandfather that talked about you know African Americans. but the thing is, I have that. you know I mean, I'm 100 percent German. Both of my grandfathers were actually from Germany, and I, I mean, I grew up mm-hmm. with tons of racism and things of that nature, yet you grow up. You move on, and you see the ignorance in that. And it's so interesting to see the people that haven't. And I think a lot of these are like a group family pack where they're just comfortable in the type of racism that he's expressing because they had family members that had done that. And so to let go of Trump and what he represents could also be separating them entirely from their family who also thinks just like that guy. And and I see a lot of that going on, and I really do believe this comes down to, like, family tribalism and things of that nature, and the people who woke up, and the people who just stayed underneath all of that stuff, and you can now see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. There's there's a lot of people I've cut out of my life, including some family members, because they're all gung-ho, you know. <laughs> Antis- yeah, there's no way at this point, in my opinion... <laughs>
1: That huh? you could support him and not be racist. There's literally no way. Yeah.
0: No. There's there is no way. There's
1: there's no way. There was when I, I the stock see. market was good. You know that someone could say, you know what, I'm going to ignore these other things because this is going well. Well that's not going well anymore, so then what is the point yeah. here? That's the only point. Right. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. So you're so I'm assuming from what you're saying and the way you're saying it is
1: Basically, Biden's going to win. Um, is that a prediction okay, he, or is here's that a or, you know, or what? He's going to win the vote just like Hillary won the vote. <laughs> Nobody on this oh. in the United States that I know that is worried about Trump getting the votes. I mean even I think Mitch McConnell yesterday was kind of like telling other Republicans to start distancing themselves from Trump saying, we want to save the mm-hmm. Senate here. <laughs> we, the whole damn you thing see, yeah. might go Democratic. If we don't start separating ourselves, that, that to me is instrumental. That's so huge. The problem is, is let's just say we take the fast route. And it would make sense to me, though, because that's the unnatural route. The other, now, the other route is natural, like earth changes and all that. That's natural. Mm-hmm. That's Mother Earth.
0: Yeah.
1: It would make sense, though, to me that if he stays in office, office it's because he stays there illegally. Or through other sure. means that are unnatural. So even if he stays mm-hmm. there through unnatural events, it still qualifies as him sticking around. So um, <clears throat> the problem with Biden's chart, it's it you know, first of all I'll start making predictions about this once he tells people who the vice president is. Because okay. Biden's chart do, has an even birth date.
0: Do
1: you have a, have a guess
0: on that too? Do you have a prediction on that too? It,
1: well, you know, I, uh, to be honest, I haven't looked at any of it. And, and the people that are involved in okay. it, I haven't, to be honest, I haven't looked at one birth date. And I don't make okay. you know, predictions like that through intuition. I do it through astrology. Once he picks, then I'll determine who I, who I think is going to win uh, coming up in November. Uh, <clears throat> Kamala is what I'm hearing from people that are in the government that I work with, that are clients of mine. That that's already uh-huh. been picked, and then I had then I brought that up yesterday. Someone and she's like, "That's the exact opposite of what I heard. <laughs> I heard that he picked so oh. and so." It's like, I'm staying out of that, but I I have heard that <laughs> Kamala is, is the is the top pick, and more than likely that's who, from what I heard, not from my intuition or from any astrological prediction, just from people that work. And right. I, I I've, I've had this luxury of having clients that work in the White House, and it's been <laughs> and you, I've I have one of my clients is was one of the Democratic runner-ups, a female. And and, and okay. I was really close to becoming a White House astrologer through that whole process.
0: Um,
1: ah. but, um I, I cannot like her. mention her name, but yet that was, uh, I, I've been giving readings to her for years. And um, that, you know, it's crazy. But yeah, that was real close. If that would have happened, I probably would be giving readings in the White House. Um, but we'll mm-hmm. see. Uh, that's not really an interest of mine. I have enough going on here in in L.A. and, and things like that to um, to keep myself happy with that type of, you know, those types of clients. But but anyways, I've been hearing sure. stuff about – one of my clients, literally, she's a door opener in the White House. All she does is open the door for a specific room in the White House, and she's been doing it since Bill Clinton. And the the rumors and the stories – not rumors, I'm going <laughs> to say the stuff that I have heard directly from her – even hearing about Monica before that it all happened. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. hearing crazy stuff. And then hearing her in 2017 how evangelists were inside of that office pleading t- to Donald to bring the rapture. I mean, well, here we are. Not surprising. No, not she surprising. was saying that in 2017. She said, no, did Paula White and these people are in there pleading with him to bring the rapture? And I was yeah. like, oh, that's, that's crazy. And all of a sudden... He starts talking like that, and he starts expressing, you know, this crazy mentality. Uh-huh. And, you know, that's when, that's to me when I started getting motivated towards politics, is hearing that there was a type of maliciousness in that White House, uh, a, a Christian maliciousness, which really perks my ears when you add those words together. Um, to get involved and to see that this somehow has to be de- defeated. It's a type of ignorance that if there's a form of ignorance that disturbs me spiritually more than any other form of consciousness out there, it's Christianity. Yeah. It's Christianity. It really disturbs it's, me as a religion. And, and it, I, bl- I believe it's hostile. Um, I, it lacks humanitarian you know, consciousness in every which way, shape, or form and, to, to, and mm-hmm. there's even a higher version of that religion and a lower, and to have the lowest elements of that inside that White House is what we're seeing right now on this planet. I mean, it even goes far to say that it could even be a part of the, this, this plague that's going on on the planet right now. Just the consciousness in there is so ugly, spiritually, mm-hmm. that it would perpetrate these types of events, even though they're astronomically predictable when you use the real stars in the sky, you can see how it all coincides together that we'd be dealing with this while some, you know, crazy Christianity exists inside of that White House.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, being related to one of these fucking wig nuts, which my mother is, um, I've been talking about (laughs) this regarding Trump for the last three years about what was going to be requested of him. See, people are like, oh, he's he's an evil genius, he's this and that. And my feeling is, and I've said this a million times, he's not a genius. People are feeding no. him information that they want him to test out for them so that they see how far they can go. every negative thing that he's done has not been of his own making. It has been whispered in his ear by people like Stephen Miller Um and and Mitch McConnell, every negative impulse, every nasty thing they want to do, whether it's evangelically or through Congress or, or the Senate, rather, uh, more specifically, is is not of his own creating. He is being fed this information, and he loves outrage. And while he's doing this crazy shit over here, something else even crazier is happening over there. And this has been the game. This is why I warned people, you know, back in – before the election, make sure this doesn't happen cuz you will you'll be sorry if it does. So here we are again.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean there's it's a it's a, it's it's bizarre, but yet here's the good news in my opinion. And this is why I have personally made the decision to talk openly about success stories and things going well underneath all of this. Yeah. The ages that come right after cycles like this on this earth, like when you go to the Spanish flu, the Vietnam War, World War II, the creative industry explodes, it, it, unlike anything we've ever seen. I mean, like yeah. if you can only imagine what life would be like if we find a way to remedy this particular coronavirus that's going on, which I believe requires a complete change in office. I think if we have that, we then we start coming up with solutions to problems. We're not going to find any while this guy's here. But the ages that follow these cycles are are astronomical in what they do. Like imagine like the Vietnam War. It's like and then right after that you had Jim Morrison, you had Janis Joplin, Jimmy Henry, you had this explosion yeah. of you know, consciousness and music, we're getting ready for all that again. Um, and I, I think if we take what we call the slow route to 2070, we're gonna, we'll are we'll going have amazing years coming. Oh, that's cool. Well, history, even after the Spanish flu, I mean, it's like the whole industry surged. Uh, because, you know, right now we're living a life, w- what it feels like without having entertainment, without going out to shows, without going to movies. I'm one of those people that... You know, after like a week of work, man, I would, you know, go watch a midnight movie, uh, the arc and just to kind yeah. of zone out on something for a while. And, man, missing these little tiny things that weren't a huge part of my life, yet to have them completely revoked, I realized how important they actually were. Um, certain things I really don't miss much at all, but they're little tiny things I missed, and they're often around entertainment, like going to, uh, you know, uh, watch a show here and there, or going to... Um, a movie here and there, let alone playing live, yeah. which was was becoming one of the more spiritual events in my life. Is you know when Luna Thirteen would play, it there was this there were things starting to happen spiritually. <laughs> there were just things yeah. starting mm-hmm. to take place where it was like the whole you know the parameter of my spiritual path astrology, all these things, it was all kind of merging together. I mean, if I, you know, wanted to be, you know, if I wanted to, to have some pity about, you know, Luna 13 was just on the brink of, of, like, exploding right before this happened. Like, like yeah. we yeah. were, yeah, as a band, you kind of have to wait for your time. It's like, you know, sure. a wheel being spun, and ours was getting ready to mm-hmm. be spun, and we knew that. And so when this all happened, we were like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And I had to go through a lot of personal, emotional things too because every experience I've ever had of not doing music was not perpetrated by my own desire. I've had to leave music on two other occasions in my life because of my health, Mm -hmm. not because I wanted to leave music. So it it did bring up the same feeling I dealt with, you know, when I was in a band in the 90s and Mm -hmm. on tour and getting diagnosed with congenital heart failure and getting diagnosed with Epstein-Barr and ending up in India, not because I wanted to leave music, but because I was trying to survive. And so there was a moment here where I'm like, oh my fucking God, I'm having to detach from this again, not from my own desire, but due to circumstances that are existing around me. The good news is I've already plotted... Luna 13, I'm, when I retire as a human being, I'm going to retire music and astrology together. Not I'm, so, you, and the, the, so what is so amazing is being a part of this world of music and watching it change in a way where ageism isn't really much of a factor. I remember, you know, people don't know what yeah. I went through <laughs> to do music. People, like here you are with this amazing job as an astrologer. You're working with literally the most powerful people on this planet. Yet there's another side to me that wanted to explore music. And so right when people were saying, okay, this is where we give up and we start to kind of surrender into age, a part of me was saying, you know what, that's not for me. And also my whole spiritual path of agora is you turn the key in the opposite way of the natural flow of life if you want happiness. There's a natural flow that when you're 20, you act like this. When you're 30, you act like this when you're 40, when Mm -hmm. you're 50, and you're 60, this is the way you are supposed to act. We have already been trained not to follow that path. That is not the right Mm -hmm. path. That isn't the path. Agora is turning the key in the opposite direction, we worship darkness. Uh, we prioritize age as an importance, not youth. There are all these things that we naturally do. I'm like, well, if you can get out of your mind and out of the way this world is set and follow your spiritual path, you should be able to hop back into music and have your own success story, and that's your story and not someone else's story. And so, But I had to go through this, which required me going through um, one of my only two nervous breakdowns in my life you know there was a time in, in when I, I mean when i knew you guys and doing shows on your yeah. show there was also a time where i was in the mountains having a full nervous breakdown about why i was getting ready to sacrifice such an awesome and amazing career as an astrology as an astrologer mm-hmm. to do, to do music and to kind of expose the fact that guess what I'm sorry, I'm a really dark person. <laughs> it's like, I can't help it. This is not some, something I was like, you know, it. it, it to me, Luna 13 was a full coming out. It was like, guess what? I can't get rid of this. Nothing I can do can change it. Uh, everything I do to act normal results in this feeling of boredom that is so dull for me. And I am yeah. one of the very few people, because I don't think people that are generally connected to darkness, I don't think there's a lot of us. I really don't, and, and I feel that there's very few of us. And But it's one of these things where when you distance yourself from it, just like someone who's naturally something who distanced themselves from that just to be acceptable uh, to other people, there's a type of suffering you go through you can't explain. You become exhausted with your life. You become bored with your existence because you're not experiencing that flame inside of your heart being alive anymore. And I actually allowed that to happen to me by being an astrologer. Um, And not that I don't... By the way, astrology is my spiritual path. There is no separating from Mm -hmm. it. Let me talk about the act of giving readings to people. Meaning, let's just say in the future, Luna 13 explodes and I don't need to be an astrologer anymore. What you will actually Mm -hmm. see is me not giving readings but writing books on astrology. Astrology is my spiritual path. Um, There's no Mm -hmm. disconnecting from it. It might be... Uh, Hecate and astrology Are the two fundamental themes That have made me who I am spiritually There's no detaching from that either That is the core element of my spiritual life um, So if even things If I could choose my reality I would work with a handful of people Giving readings And would write books Because I have come to learn How powerful Asterian astrology is With predicting universal events and in the last year, I've even put a, above Vedic astrology because, you know, when Prometheus took this planet over in June and we started going into riots, it blew mm-hmm. my lid off <laughs> of going, I can't believe Because that's not Vedic astrology. That's not in Western. It is exclusive to Asterian that Prometheus, the god of humanitarian rights, would take this planet over and start scooping out racism like it's, like it's nothing. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to scoop out racism. I'm going to show you, like, what's not allowing us to be humanitarian. This is, this is it right here. We have people, like, I, I could not believe. The, predicting the pandemic was not a big deal to me because of how long I've been talking about this. Like, people that have known me, as an astrologer says 2005, have been hearing me talk about 2020. But when Prometheus took over, which was a prediction I made recently before Be going. This is what should happen here. The torch is being passed to Prometheus. Then we start going into Prometheus-based issues, which would include how do we heal humanity, mixed in with vaccines and mixed in with the potential to cure the coronavirus. All these things we start. And I'm watching this in real time. So the three gods in astern astrology right now that are active universally, creating the trends we're in. Hecate, number one. She's the ruler of this virus, by the way, in astrology. People can accept that or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what right. astrology says. Typhon, the god of storms, would take over the summer. And Prometheus, the god of humanity. These three would be our summer. And we just watch all three of them happen. That is blowing my mind, that Asterian astrology. Mm-hmm. This is not me having visions, by the way. This is using an ancient right. system of astrology that existed way before I was even around this earth. So it's like this is one of these things where I'm watching it in real time. I'm like, you know what? In the future, I might need to take a year off giving readings and focus on what this thing does and how you can predict universally through it. Because it's, it, there's been uh, several situations, including the spike going up. I have June 18th to August 16th, the spike of coronaviruses and go back up all over again. And watch, go look exactly. at the map of it. June 19th, the spike went Uh way, way – now, again, I want to be clear. I'm not an amazing person. It's this system. (laughs) I'm looking at this system going, holy shit. And I'm I'm going, oh, my God, if we can do this just with a little bit of attention put on making universal predictions, what would it be like if I could take a year off (laughs) and sit there and focus in on world transitions? (laughs) The system predicts incredibly accurate to the point where this year I've had my mouth open looking at his predictions several times, and including even right now what we're going through. And it's what is so amazing about Asteroid Astrology is it brings these gods to life, and it shows you their work on this earth in real time. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, these gods exist? We know they do. Okay, We know that but the way they play with each other through astrology, I'm literally blown away by it right now, of going, I can't believe what I've stumbled onto here. I'm watching the gods interact, and even watching little battles take place between them. We're going to watch a battle. You've, you'll heard, you heard me say this earlier uh, a couple months ago. We're going to watch a battle yeah. between Prometheus and Typhon. Prometheus is going to try to stop these hurricanes from hitting land, <laughs> while Typhon uh-huh. is going to try to get in there and hit some and hit some targets, and I believe Typhon will get one, but not many. I think Prometheus is powerful right now, and he 's kind of the one that 's been dominant, so I believe he 's going to protect most of these cities from these hurricanes, but one I believe will get in there and that, and, and so when you see it like that, you 're like wow well, i 'm watching the gods." fully on display with each other right now in a universal setting and realizing it's always been that way. And when I realized this was th- this powerful was in 2017 when Saturn mm. was going to go under the star Hecate. And I said, for, and I, you guys don't know this, but I said it on your show. And this was before January of 2017. I said, when Saturn goes in the Hecate, women's rights are going to explode People, I remember. Like, and then all of a sudden Harvey Weinstein 2017 and then one yep, man after that. the other started getting called out for every. When Saturn was under the star Hecate men didn't get away with mm-hmm. anything <laughs> at all and that was the first time I took a step back and went that was pretty interesting again I'm not having visions here I'm using a science that our ancient pagan brothers and sisters used they did not use this western system here this whole thing, and, and you know, mm-hmm. me disclosing this thing is a Catholic system of astrology. I'm going to start getting more involved in that here in the future. I was saving that information for later, um, hoping I would get some combat a little bit. You know, I don't want to expose too much too quick. Uh, but you yeah, know, no, I'm, I'll be able to fully pl- prove that if you're following Western astrology, you are following the system the Catholics wanted you to, to follow, and uh, oh, wow. that's they wanted you following that so you would never become who you are who you were because the goal of an astrologer was to help you align with who you really were. And what's Mm. intense about that is the work you have to go through to become that. It's like you're born that. It means this is your highest self and here's your journey to get there. So some people can even have opposite traits of their Asterian astrology chart until they really become who they are and then they become that person. Um, A lot of people don't realize that. Your sun sign, the ancients believed, was what you became right before you were done with your life you were your moon sign up until that day that you realized who you were. So there's so many things about astrology that people really don't understand, but Catholics wanted people aligning with signs they weren't so they would never become who they were through astrology. And, and if you can imagine, the godfather of Western astrology was responsible for all of this. All of it. Mm. And, and basically, the, 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 without getting into details here, Hipparchus was the greatest astrologer of our time, and he was 2,000 years ago. Hipparchus was the godfather of sidereal astrology. By the way, all ancient cultures were sidereal. They didn't call it sidereal. They just looked up in the sky. They didn't have to even say the procession of the equinox. That term came from Hipparchus. But they all looked in the the sky. I mean, it's hysterical to me that Western astrologers don't realize this. You're not using the stars in the sky then why call your system astrology, which means science of the stars? You're not following the, st- the sky. So we have ample evidence through observatories built that they were following the stars in the sky and that they were drawing horoscopes from the night sky. We have am- and We have so much evidence of that. It's just mind-boggling of how much we actually have. Now, Hipparchus was the godfather of astrology, which means Arabs, Hindus, would travel great distances just to meet Hipparchus. I even believe he could have been, like you know, a master of some kind spiritually. <laughs> he has a chief disciple named Claudius Ptolemy, his number one disciple. I would even go as far to say that he was his Judas. That, that that I believe that Hipparchus was a master and had many disciples, but I believe you know Claudius was one of his most important, who was also an astrologer who absorbed all his information from Hipparchus why would he then go against his guru and all of the teachings that he had and put out another system of astrology after he became Catholic (laughs) why? well here's a story he became Catholic Ptolemy was Catholicism put their eye on him And said, if we can convert this guy... Now, astrology was, by the way, the number one science used on this earth. There was no science higher than astrology. No, nowhere. So, Catholicism said, we get Ptolemy, we convert him, we own astrology. And we can do what we want with it. They got him. They converted him. Which, this this is not me going off on some tangent it's in books he became a Catholic he was also appointed to create anti-divination laws making astrology illegal and then boom wow. put out what we call western astrology and so what I'll be showing in the future is the map wherever Catholicism planted its feet you get tropical astrology the lands yeah. did, it did not touch Egypt India, Peru, Mayans—you <laughs> get real astrology. You only get wrong astrology where Catholicism touched. Wherever it didn't get to, due to it didn't expand to those areas, you still get real astrology. So you only get fake astrology where Catholicism spread its wings. And that is the same reason why we're celebrating Christ's resurrection with rabbits. Why we're celebrating, you know, Christmas as opposed to Saturnalia they put mm-hmm. their information on top of pagan information to just kill it out and so knowing that 2000 years from now you'll be celebrating you know Christ's resurrection you know not real easter you'll be celebrating christmas not saturnalia and you'll also be using the system of astrology that is just an old seasonal calendar I mean, it was perfectly orchestrated. Like, what do we do? How do we create that false system? A northern hemisphere calendar. Let's just put that out as a zodiac. And there's reasons why they did that that applied to them, uh, which were quite fascinating. So it was really well detailed of going. How can we manipulate the entire world of astrology? This is how we'll do it. And we, this is who we're going to use, who is now the godfather of astrology to do it for us. And he became Catholic. And he was Catholic all the way up to the day that he died, and he was responsible. I mean, what I'm saying is, the Godfather of Western astrology was responsible for creating anti-divination laws, making astrology illegal. Wow. Yeah, and so you realize, though, that this is the age that we're in. Uh, Hindus say it's the Kali Yuga, means it was meant to go that way. Uh, I have also ample evidence that Nostradamus used my system, but publicly talked about Western. Because they didn't care if you talked about Western astrology. They laughed. <laughs> Those ignorant ones, no. listen, they're it's talking about our Zodiac out there. Meanwhile, you look okay. at the predictions that Nostradamus made, and you, you go and you start to detail the degrees. The degrees he's talking about in his time do not match Western astrology at all. They match Asterion perfectly. So these are things that are there. Now, do I think this information is going to sweep and, and make Asterion? no. Ignorance is too thick. I mean, look at the, the fact that someone can even follow Donald Trump should explain it all. No, truth doesn't matter right now. But you've got to get out there and get to people where the truth does matter to them. And that is mm-hmm. absolutely happening. I mean, I, I make the joke. You, people have no idea the celebrities in Hollywood that follow Assyrian astrology. I already feel in my own world I already have the upper hand because I mean, I have one client of mine who is as famous can be, who's covered in a staring astrology tattoos. Huh. You know, it's like I, <laughs> I, I get the luxury of, of knowing that, that I have, you know, have had this incredible path of astrology and work with people that also know this is real because they've seen the predictions happen in their life too. So whether mm-hmm. it goes mainstream to the public or not, we're in the Kali Yuga where ignorance is what goes mainstream. And so, yeah, it's, it's powerful. And I think, you know, when I get in conversations about this stuff with people, it's so heated. It's literally like a, you know, a Democrat versus Republican conversation. Oh, we, yeah. And it's really because nobody, and it's the same thing you're going to deal with with Trump. Nobody wants to admit they were wrong. Do you know how many yeah. people have been saying, yeah. oh, he's a Scorpio and he acts like this, and he's a, oh, he's a Libra, so he's like this. And then to come to the conclusion of going, I've been wrong. I've been Mm. wrong. That's too hard for people. That's not going to happen. So what happens is people will go on YouTube, people will go talk to this person, that person, just to do whatever they can to verify their belief, just like these conspiracy people. They spend so much time on YouTube looking for anything they can to prove their version. And it's on YouTube. You can find it if you want. Crazy stuff. I mean, sad. It is sad, and you know, especially another thing that people don't know until now that I am strongly against is conspiracy people because oh, I have been yeah. against them for years and years. you know, do you know what it's like having one of my clients be seen as the poster girl of the Illuminati this is this is a true story here right here. and wow. I, I have this person in front of me, and I'm giving them a reading here in Hollywood. At the end of the reading, I just have to say, I just have to ask you a question. Okay, so you and your husband have been associated as a king and queen of the Illuminati, and to hear her response, and have, have her say, listen, you know, this has created so many problems for us. There have been churches that wouldn't let us in on Sunday, there have been mm-hmm. preachers that pull this aside and say, We don't want you in our church. She said, And we don't know what these people are talking about. We don't know a single word. Okay, first of all, you guys know me. Man, if there's an Illuminati out there, I'm not so certain I wouldn't be in the damn thing. I mean, it's like <laughs> right. from the spiritual perspective of the mason element and what it was supposed to be not the goofy you know we're going to sacrifice babies and we're reptilians and luciferians rule yeah. it i'm not hey you know i i'm attracted to stuff like that i have books out about hecate i'm not someone you're going to lie to about the Illuminati. you know what i mean there's no there's no reason why okay. to, to lie to me i'm not you know i'm interested in these things no they okay so this person leaves my house and i have one of my clients that is an investigator And I pay the person $2,000 to go find the Illuminati. Go find them. And whatever evidence you can get, bring it to me. I I mean, and this is like just go weekend, do what you do, go find people in the Illuminati. This is in 2009, by the way. And he gives me a sheet of paper of the Illuminati and his teenagers sitting behind computers. The whole thing. I can't believe it. The entire thing. There are organizations that do exist that are connected to them. Our society, there are, there, are, they, but sacrificing babies to stay young, doing all these other crazy. It's all total nonsense. And and knowing yeah. that this harmed mm-hmm. clients of mine where their lives are ruined by it. And even when I had clients that died 9/11, and had conspiracy people tell me that no one died that day. It was just a big hoax. What I I have really had more problems with conspiracy-based people. Than anyone, because of the damage these people actually create, they're not aware of it. Like oh, Floyd, George Floyd, and the cop—they they, these were actors—and okay, people lost people to death on that day, and have people saying it's all yeah. a hoax and it's all a joke. It it becomes it, it, like this pandemic movie. It's not a surprise. But the guy who creates the damn thing yeah. is in my circle here in Los Angeles. <laughs> you know it's like all you have to do is reach out and ask questions. I mean, you know, it, it it's like the first five seconds of the pandemic movie. i, I I'm like, man, what a joke. I mean, what yeah. a total <laughs> joke. I mean, Bill Gates, I mean, the concept that he would create the coronavirus without having the mm-hmm. vaccine ready doesn't make a shit of sense. He's not even up and running yeah. as the next people, person to get us. To, he's not even there. Why would, that would be the worst master plan. It would be the plan of an ignorant, an, an ignorant human being. Oh, I'm going to do this but not have the actual rest of it ready yet. You would have the whole damn plan together before you did something like that. Like, okay, I yeah. already have the vaccine, so it's peaking right now. Let me get in there and microchip everybody. When the truth is your phone does more than a microchip ever was, it has your search on it. it has, I mean, you <laughs> can track everything yep. you need through someone's phone. Your phone does more than a microchip would ever do. And you it has have your searches on <laughs> it. where That microchip won't even have that. These crazy things that people <laughs> believe, and we're watching – these people tag themselves to the Trump. And, and that's it, it, not a surprise to me because if Trump was my you know, guru, I would trust the government either. <laughs> it makes total sense that conspiracy people go right to him because these people don't trust anybody because Donald Trump is a compulsive liar. You know, he's a compulsive liar. Right. So you can't yeah. trust this person. So it's all these people with these trust issues that gravitate towards deep uh, you know, conspiracy beliefs. And I even make the joke that if you meet a conspiracy person, someone that literally is enmeshed in conspiracies, they're people that don't trust anyone by nature. And they're looking for reasons to not – and I made a joke to one of my friends um, who's a big conspiracy person out here in Los Angeles, and we were having this jabber about all this stuff earlier – and I'm like, but you do know that you're naturally just a distrusting person. So it makes sense to me that you should, he goes, what do you mean I'm a naturally distrusting person? I said, you're one of these people I had actually proved that I was in, went to India 34 times. You had me literally dig out my passport. <laughs> and I had to show you <laughs> how many stamps. I said, that's your personality. I had to prove to wow. you that I was who I was. You didn't believe me. And I said that was very counterintuitive to me when here I have already know that I have all the facts and information. I've been to India 34 times, and here you're saying, I don't believe you've been to India 34 times. I'm saying you're a conspiracy person. You don't believe, you didn't even believe me, and evidence proved me right. Here's my stamps on my passport. It's like, there's a type of person that just wow. gravitates towards conspiracies, and these are often people that don't trust anybody anyways.
0: Well, unfortunately, they do trust their cult leaders because, again, my mother is one of these morons, and she was also one of the people that spread the conspiracy of the chip is in the vaccine, don't take the vaccine, and I laughed at her when she said it, which wasn't met with the greatest response, as you could imagine, but I'm like, do me a favor, if you have a cell phone, throw it away now, because I gave her the same exact argument that you just laid out for everybody here and I said you honestly don't know what you're talking about you won't believe scientists but you'll believe this idiot that you've known since I was a kid because we're from the town next door and all of a sudden the guy you laughed at all my life is now the the be all and end all in the next coming and that's when i started examining all of this this stuff about him and about you know because I did grow up in New York and all the stories we used to read, but it also gave me a really good clue into these end times people, like you said. And yeah, Trump hasn't had a natural thought on his own. It's all fed to him. Yeah. He anything if all they have to do is say we promise we'll keep you in power. That's the only thing he cares about. That's it.
1: That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's what a crazy. I mean, I, I, when, it, when you think about though, from a historical point of view, it's actually one of the most amazing times to be alive ever. This will be a year they talk about in a thousand years from now, and we're we're, we're in it in real time. They will t- be t- this year, yeah. and you know we we kind of hope it's it stops. You know, um, I'm you, you know we're all concerned not about I'm not concerned about Trump getting votes to win. You know, as, as loud as these Trump supporters are, and as negative. It's – there's not really that many of them. There's a lot more of us. Maybe I feel that way because I'm here in California. Um, I already Mm -hmm. know who's going to get the votes. I mean, when Mitch is out there saying, you might need to distance yourself from Trump so we can keep the Senate, (laughs) that's crazy. I mean, that's how (laughs) bad the numbers they're seeing are. That those Trump sponsored yeah. ads, like if you vote for me, are you going to vote for? I, I, you go look at the, you know, there's a bunch of people. You're our president. You're our guru. You're a guy. There's a lot more of them going. Get the fuck off my feed. <laughs> you know, I don't want your <laughs> sponsored ads here. I don't. I jokingly too, like get out of my. Don't don't sponsor. I. How do I stop this from coming into my? I do that stuff too, just you know, fucking around with people. But um, it's we're not worried about him getting the votes we're worried about him finding a way to stay in these conversations he has with Putin really are disturbing um they're really disturbing and also him feeling the need or or not feeling the need to expand his voters to people but to stay with a very isolated group and to just stay Mm -hmm. right there almost led me to believe that he's kind of convinced he's going to stay he doesn't feel the need to branch out and try to win the young vote why what, does he have information about how he can stay in that we don't know? Uh, you know, because Putin, he has that type of information. You know, that's exactly, you know, the the, the life that he's led is how to keep himself in office. So I, we're worried about the stunts, not, a, in my opinion, about him getting yeah. the votes. Uh, and, and I don't know what stunts that he is thinking about, but I, I'm certain they're there.
0: Well, actually, I think it's, you know, a part of the... It's it's only America as long as we continue to make sure it's America. And when you have somebody that somebody else is enabling to test all of these borders, I mean, let's face it, we never had a president that tested the walls the way this fucking guy does because everybody else understood the rules. Well, when you don't understand the rules, you find that you don't have any rules to follow because you don't, even subscribe to them so I think the boundaries that he's pushing and a lot of them he's gotten away with are because of uh, the deal of well I'll keep you in power if you keep me in power now unfortunately for him that doesn't extend it doesn't extrapolate out and we've seen it in local elections where it didn't extrapolate out Um, do I think he's going to leave office willingly no not at all um, and that's been a concern since the moment he got in, because, again, if you don't understand or care what the rules are, you don't care about breaking them. So, I mean, this is all pretty damn obvious. You know, it will take a sergeant at arms or on the uh, 20th of, of uh, February, or rather January, the 18th of January. Sorry, I'm, it's every day is running into the next day. I, I know. Um, we'll I have, agree. You know, we could very well wind up with President Pelosi because in a dispute, it goes to the Speaker of the House. She is the Speaker of the House. I believe absolutely that she will continue to be so. But that's just my opinion. But I hate to say this. We are like three minutes out. So (laughs) we're going to have to rebook you again because this went way too damn fast.
1: It did. I didn't even realize that. I would have shortened my answers. I didn't even realize. I just looked at the clock right now and went, oh, my God, are we almost finished?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be less than a minute next time. We have to have you back on before the end of the year. Please find some time for for us to talk about um, after we get off the air. So, uh, Jay, Luna, we think you're amazing. I agree with you 100% on pretty much everything you said. And um I continue to in be inspired by your music, you know, and I love everything you're posting. I'm just having a blast with you. And I encourage everybody to check out Luna thirteen. I encourage you to check out Asterian astrology. It is important. It is the real astrology. We've actually seen it. I have to talk to you about some of the stuff yeah. you said earlier. This just made a world of sense. And I really, I really appreciate it, and I know Sis does too. Jade, Absolutely. where can people uh, find your music and, and get a hold of you if they wish?
1: You know, you, just, you find it all on Instagram for the music, Facebook for Jade So Luna. Excellent. And ah, one note, and that's it. You may not be okay. the sign you thought you were growing up, but you're something significantly greater in this system.
0: Mm-hmm. Figure it out. That is true. That's beautiful. All (laughs) right, Jay. Thank you again. We will talk to you soon. All right, everybody. See you next week. We are going to split for the afternoon. Have a wonderful, 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 Llamas, if that's what you celebrate. And if you don't, that's okay, too. Just have a great weekend, and we will talk to you all soon. Have a great afternoon. Bye, guys. Bye.